Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkly ladypreneur podcast with me, as always, is the sparkly, the shiny, the effervescent, Therese Tucker. <laughs> so shiny. Did you see us practicing our bewitched noses? I think we need to do this live. <laughs> no. 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 I think I need to see that, Rach. I need to see that every day. All of the... <laughs> I can't do it. I like you. You can lose your nose. Anyway, welcome to our podcast. Gosh, what episode is this? Do you know how many episodes we are deep now? I believe now? this might be 77 or maybe oh, 76. It's in the middle of the 70s, 70s somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, we'll have to do something really cool when we hit 80 and when we hit 100. Ooh. Yeah. But so, Rach, what are we talking about? What are All we right. talking about today? We're talking about, you know, bewitching stuff. Anyway, no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, we're talking about the, the way the energy is right now, the new paradigm way of business and the old paradigm way and how that is keeping people stuck. It's limiting their success and sometimes it's even killing it. So I'm going to throw it to Teresa to describe what that looks like. How do you know when it's old paradigm versus new paradigm? Well, I think that you phrased it best earlier when we were talking about this, but really it's a difference between competition and collaboration. So old paradigm would be a competitive mindset, like it's Mm -hmm. me against the world, Mm -hmm. where a collaboration mindset would be it's me and the world, right? Me and you and them and everybody else. It's a very Um, different way of thinking. It is. And we happen to be the you know, the adults during this major transition in paradigm. It's a, it's a shift that happened during our, you know, adult lives, our career. Um, we both started out, I mean, not like we're that old. We're not that We're not. We're, we're like, you know, mid 20 something. Yeah, <laughs> right. totally. I'm still 28. Of course. I'm stuck at 28 too. So it works yeah, for me. Such a great age. Anyway, <laughs> continuing. But my point is that when we first came into, you know, the workforce, and I, in fact, I could, I think we can apply this to beyond entrepreneurship and just put it out there in the world. I mean, when I was in college, it was definitely, you know, dog eat dog, mm-hmm. how they say mm-hmm. over here, you know, like you've got to prove yourself, you've got to be the yeah. best and, and you know, better, right? You've got to be better. Um, and it's not that, that quality isn't a part of it anymore. So we should talk about the difference between that later. But um, the focus was very much, it's all about you. Like you got to do what you got to do to make it happen for you. Um, And it shifted. It has shifted. It shifted as we've moved into a more integrated uh, planet, really. I mean, with the internet really like coming into full steam here, it's a different world. And the, the, and mix with that, the higher level of consciousness that's also really kicking in and taking over, it's, it's shifted the game. So I want to hand it back to Rachel to talk about this a little bit more. I'm not sure I answered your question, but I'm kind of giving you the framework of what it looked like. It was very much hmm. about you and it's shifting into a whole new way of working with each other. So Rach, what's that, yeah. what's that look like for you? 
So, I mean, I know I grew up in the same kind of environment where it was, you know, fairly male-dominated. And I want to say male-dominated, but also um, masculine energy-dominated, which is but, you know, to take charge. And, but not the high masculine, not the, not the no. sacred masculine, the, no. but the more mundane masculine. Yeah, it's, it was a power struggle. And look, we still see that in some industries even today. Um, oh, yeah. It's that power. It, it's... It's a belief system that, you know, in order to succeed, I have to be the one at the top of the ladder, which means with, with that as the, the paradigm, it means that I have to step over people. I have to be pulling them off the ladder so I can go up the ladder. Um, mm -hmm. I've got to be better than them. I've got to do better than them. I've got to do more than them in order to get there. And in an entrepreneurial, it very much the pyramid. Um, in an entrepreneurial standpoint, that means that, you know, this is where the competition comes in is I have to, if someone else is doing something similar to me, then I can't do that. You know, so there's two sides right. of this. People who are still in the old paradigm are not necessarily the ones at the top. They're the ones that are trying to get to the top and in fear of, well, somebody else is doing that. So I can't, or you know, all of that, that is yes. old paradigm thinking and it will keep you stuck every time. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because that's not really where my mind went. My mind went about, you know, like I've got to be the best and, and more that pyramid structure you're talking about where it's like you do what you got to do, right? You take no prisoners, fight your way to the top. Everybody's against you. It's, but that's, she makes such a great point that the competition mindset can also go internal. Whereas um, you, you might start with a great inspiration or be truly inspired to do something and then as you try to put it out in the world, you notice someone else is doing it and it shuts you down mm -hmm. completely Yep, but because there's only so many pieces that's of the pie, right? It's certainly been a mindset that I've had to work through. You know, now it's way more. I love collaborating with people and I love, you know, and the whole world talking about this before, this, this energy, this collaboration energy is not just let's do a project together. It's a how can we lift each other up? Let's all yeah. move up together because if yeah. I lift you up and I, you lift me up and, and really it's not necessarily about lifting up. It's really about supporting and saying, you are fucking awesome. You are fabulous. And you need to be doing what you're doing out in the world because the world needs you to do that. And it's absolutely true. It's the difference between lack and abundance. Totally. Comp a competitive mindset is there's it's only so scarcity. many pieces of the pie. There's only one piece left and you better hurry up and get your ass there first because someone else is going to take it. Once they take it, that pie is gone. Where a collaboration mindset is understanding that there is infinite pie. It's multifaceted. Everybody understands that even if we're talking about the very same subject, like intuition, that mm -hmm. everybody is bringing something new to the table. Right? And it's, a, it's that conscious awareness that multiple perspectives exist and are all are valid because we, you know, we... I would love to believe that my perspective is the whole, like I get to see the whole picture, but I know this isn't true. I know that from this point of consciousness, I am somewhat limited and it's designed that way on purpose because we are meant to be a, a collaborative species. We're meant like part of the, the secret puzzle is that we're supposed to get together and share each, each perspective so that we can see the whole picture. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it is it's 11 11 of course of um, course but if we come from you know really go into consciousness knows that there is an unlimited supply and it is you know we talk about it so often we are the creators of our world 
which means there is absolutely more than enough for us as an individual. We are not taking from someone else, which is the competitive mindset. If I do this, then I'm taking from someone else. No, you're not, which is another way that people keep themselves stuck. Um, it's knowing that we have an abundant universe. We have an abundant world. We have an abundant life. And when you really step into that, then it you have like, it's like your, your clients or your students or whatever, they're already lined up in energy waiting to work with you because you bring something slightly different to the table. They're assigned, if you want to think about it, they're assigned to you, but you've got to step into your power and get the fuck out there because they're going to then sit there and go, or find somebody else to work with. Um, but there's, there is enough, there's more than enough for every single one of us to be doing the same thing, even though we know it'll never be the same because it's coming through me as a, like a stained glass window. It's coming through Therese as a stained glass window. It's all got its own little differences because of our experiences, the way we see the world, and it will resonate with the people that we are meant to work with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when I guess the benefit of being an entrepreneur is we get to hear a lot about niching down, like niche it down. Um, when you understand what niching down means, Rach, really quickly, what is niching down? It's basically narrowing mean? who you're marketing to. So instead of saying, I want to work with and I can help everybody in the world, and they go, yeah, and how do you help me? As opposed to going down and going, well, I work with mumpreneurs to help them, to support them in their business, to actually step over their fears and thrive. You know, we've narrowed so it right when, down to a demographic. Absolutely. So when you start to understand that from a, a business perspective that niching down is actually very powerful. It opens the world back up because you're not trying to get everything. That means you don't need to compete with everyone because if you know who you're, you know, like if you know who your tribe is, um, then you realize that there is definitely no need to fear mm -hmm. uh, competition uh, even if they were to be going after a similar niche, it really, it just, you start to see that like as you focus, as you become more focused in yourself, the world naturally opens up and the fear of not enough actually fades away because what's mm -hmm. happening here, you know, one of the big things that's happening with a competitive mindset is that you're so focused on what everybody else is getting and doing and the attention that they're, you know, oh, do they like them more? Uh, do they seem to have a better skill set? than me are they smarter stronger faster whatever if you're focusing on them you have zero focus on yourself because we our mind works like a camera does it has uh it can either focus on the foreground which would be you you're the individual the self or it can focus on the background which is everybody else mm. but it can't focus at two points at one time so the problem with a competitive mindset is that you're focusing on all the wrong shit <laughs> you're focusing in a nutshell on yeah on what they've got versus what you have and what you're working with with and i think what happens for successful people is at some point they get that once you get what you're supposed to be focusing on it naturally kind of rewires your brain because you no longer worry about that that's not it's really none of our business it's not the concern and and passion and love are what if that's what's driving you then that's what you're focusing on then that's what's attracting your and I want audience to expand on that as well yeah um, one of the things I've been reading a lot of different books because I try as I continue to work for up leveling in many different ways and 
this one that I'm reading is a lot to do with power and it comes back to how strongly you connect how strongly you are connected to your purpose so as an example for me I'm starting to get very clear about the impact I want to have on the world and it is really about thriving because I've seen too many people who are not thriving who are just struggling to survive and then those who've gotten so far down that they've taken themselves out of life and I've seen and felt the devastation of that and that has been without even realizing it a driving force for me to do the things that I do to give people the tools to heal their own mindset to get into a space of believing that everything is possible so when I tap into that and my focus then becomes how can I serve these people how can I help them to thrive how can I help them to see the abundance and the beauty they have access to every day how can I connect them to their joy how can I connect them to their power that is a very different way to come at it then oh I need to make ten thousand dollars this month so I need 50 clients or whatever the numbers are when it becomes about the money you lose connection to the purpose and the purpose is the it's the secret source. It's the depth that comes through in everything you do. And we as consumers and the, the people who are watching what you do, they feel that. They see it. They know it. Absolutely. And, you know, the secret sauce that she's talking about, when you're focusing on what, you, what drives you, what you are your heart why. and soul passionate about your why, about what you're passionate about, um, you naturally switch over to a, a collaborative mindset because when you find that entrepreneur, that, that soul tribe member who is focusing in a similar way, you feel more excited about it. Like, like they get it. They know, right? Or you start to recognize all the different connections. Like you might not, it might not be someone who's connecting to the same purpose, but you understand and see how your purpose connects to another's purpose and how by joining or linking together in some way, you are strengthening both of your passions, mm. right? And making it even more potent for whoever is about to receive it. Yeah, exactly. And having coming from that collaborative mindset, knowing your why and living on purpose is you know, how you... You, on those days where you're struggling, you, you will get up and go, oh, this is why I'm doing it. But it's also how you stop looking at other people because it doesn't matter what they're doing. You're so focused on your purpose, what you're doing in the world. I have to do this because I'm, I want to change this in the world. I want to be a creative force that's creating positive change in this way. When you are so connected to that, you don't fucking care what anybody else is doing because it's actually not about them. It's about the people that you are here to serve and help. Absolutely. And one of the things that we had talked about pre-podcast conversation, we had talked about the fact that, you know, the universal consciousness is shifting mm. and the competitive mindset is ringing really hollow to right. a lot of consumers. And both Rach and I are consumers. I mean, we're all consuming something, right? Because if we're not sharing it, we're looking for more information. I mean, just, just because you teach this, just because you coach in this doesn't mean you stop learning. If anything, right. it makes you more voracious mm -hmm. to want to, to find answers. So, of course, we're out there in the world looking for our mentors, our teachers, those who those inspire us to continue um, to help us inspire you. And um, now that the, the universal consciousness is shifting, it is, it has been, and it will continue to shift. 
And the focus really, you know, you hear the word authenticity flung around a lot, but even that word, it's not enough to create authenticity. You know who's slinging that word because Mm -hmm. it's a buzzword versus those who are saying it because they're trying to get you to connect to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So when we're coming from a competitive mindset, there's only so much that the mask will hide now. Mm -hmm. And the masks are getting more transparent every day as the universal consciousness is tapping deeper into its own intuition collectively, which means individually people are tapping in, whether they call it that or not, whether they recognize it or not, they still are, right? Transparency is becoming the name of the game here. And it has been for a while. Um, Mm. So when someone comes at the world and they're not authentically competitive, meaning like they're like, yeah, I'm in it to win it. And I don't care. (laughs) Like, okay, for example, let's think of somebody who might be in this, uh, an Olympian, right? Mm -hmm. We might accept that competitive mindset, but it's transparent. Mm -hmm. We know that they're going to be the one who wants to win it, to be the number one spot. And that is something that the consciousness, the collective can accept Mm -hmm. and stand behind. It's authentic and real. But when we're talking about someone who might be coming across as like, this is, you know, rainbows and hugs and kisses Mm -hmm. and, and everything, everybody together. But at the same time, um, the the face behind it isn't that right. They're very much in a space of lack of doubt of insecurity. They're looking around and, and wondering what everyone else is doing and not okay with it. Right. It's, they're still in that old black mindset that's going to show up. Fear, like when we see it, you know, just describe a couple of ways that that shows up. So there's fear of someone stealing your um, your tribe, fear of uh, someone else being better than you, fear of someone stealing your spotlight, your opportunities, your business, your all of these. So any kind of fear around that is showing you that you're in that old paradigm. You're in the old well, competition mindset. I can give you an example from the world of artists. There's so many artists out there. So being an artist selling, um, you know, original handmade jewelry, I don't make something that isn't being made by like 50,000 other people. I make mala beads. I love my mala beads, but I know that the competition is high. It is high and it's not, I'm not doing brain surgery, right? It's not rocket science. I don't have a secret formula. I'm not like pooping out crystals. (laughs) Trying to think I wouldn't of some put it way past you. The, <laughs> just I try that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My point being, though, that you know anybody who wants to do this can look at the work being made and figure it out, right? Like if you have a passion for it, if you want to do it, you can look at how it's made and figure it out. Um, but in the artistic community and in, in the makers community, there are some makers out there who are very concerned, right? Like they're going to steal. They're stealing my stuff. There, that's, you know, and short of taking the actual product and reselling it or taking, stealing the photos and, you know, reusing them as your own, which is the, you know, literal stealing. Most of this is just insecurity, mm-hmm. right? That they can't handle the fact that somebody out there is doing something very similar to what they're doing. And they're so concerned about it that that's what they talk about all the time. And they're constantly, Going in, in fact, this this form of competition can really create a uh, victim mentality, right? Mm-hmm. It really does. It creates victims, not victors. Well, Ooh, let's have a look at this. Mm-hmm. 
but let's have a look at this from a manifesting standpoint. Like for someone yeah. who is, and it's so clear to see, for someone who is in fear of their stuff being taken, of you know losing their you know their spot, clients or, or their yeah. spot, yep, their business, etc. Um, you know, they're in that energy. Then guess what they're going to attract? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Absolutely. a catch twenty two. So the thing that they fear, they attract in the people that do it. Or, you know, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't work because it's not coming from this solid place of complete purpose of why, of collaboration with, you know, not just the, the people, but with the universal energies. Right. And, you know, one of the things that happens to us as we become more successful is we do attract a certain amount of um, pushback and weirdness, right? For, here's kind of an, another personal one. Um, in the artists often can get scammed to sell their art and not get the money and the more successful and the more out there and the more visual visible you are the more likely scammers will find you i've had one find me recently because i've been doing this 100 days of art so i had someone message me that they really wanted to um, buy a painting but you know they didn't want to use their credit card they wanted to send me a check and that's like one of the main ways artists can get scammed is that they'll be like they're so they're they themselves are in so much lack and scared that there won't be another sale to follow it up they're willing to hand over their art and then find out that the check the is check. a fake mm -hmm. right the guy's like you cover shipping and all you just tell me how much you charge and it's like come on um so the more being in a competitive mindset does breed insecurity. Absolutely. Agnes said that. Absolutely. It breeds insecurity. Mm -hmm. When we're feeling insecure, we make bad choices. Bad yes. choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's coming back into remembering that the, the new paradigm, and it's not that new really, but it is starting to gain a lot more. People the dominant say, paradigm. Yeah, it's more dominant. And it's going to continue to push the competition mindset out, the competition energy out. It's just not going to work. You know, it's not going to work. So and it's those who are really stepping into and embracing and loving and doing the, comp the collaboration, you know, using that energy. They're the ones that are going to thrive. They're the ones that are going to get the, the life that they want because they're no longer in competition. They're actually in complete, complete abundance at that point absolutely but and i want i do want to say that you know it has to come from a place of true authenticity which we yes. kind of highlighted um so let's pretend we weren't really down with collaboration but we like the idea that people are other people are down with it right so we want to collaborate but in truth we're not quite there mm. uh, in our mind or in our motives, right? It, we're using it as an opportunity. Um, that's going to backfire too. Yeah, because you'll attract in people who are also still competition trying to collaborate. And, they, and I've seen that. I've seen that in a few places where, you know, you do a collaborative project and at least two, one or two people in the group are clearly in it for the money or they're in it for themselves. And you, it's so clear, so, so clear. Um, but they're the ones that, you know, it's not going to work for. It's just not going to work for them. So you want to be as much as you can in complete alignment. With yeah. That. I would say that um, karma works faster now too. <laughs> it just does. It karma, is, <laughs> karma is way more um, instant 
I think than it, it's ever been. Um, and it probably comes from being more consciously aware. Like if, as soon as we, we have more awareness mm -hmm. uh, in our own lives, then we are very aware when karma is at work, right? So we get it. Um, so that's just something to focus on too. But yeah, authenticity plays a big part in this. So one of the things we wanted to talk about was collaboration because I know that for me, you know, I could tend to, to see it one way and there's just so many ways that we can be in a collaborative mindset. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, find someone to work with directly to be yeah, collaborating with them. Mm. Yes. Let's go into that. Um, so one of the ways that we talked about was, you know, clearly having a project, having a, you know, let's do a summit together. Let's do a, um, you know, a, a co program together. Those are definitely, you know, your typical collaborations, but there are other ways to collaborate. I'll throw it back to Teresa to, to share a couple and I'll share some more. Other ways to collaborate. Jesus, I didn't expect you. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. You want me to continue <laughs> with the ones I had? Yeah, go. <laughs> Just all of a sudden my brain is like, wait, Oh, okay, yep. go okay. ahead. What's so here's some other ways that you could be in a collaborative <laughs> energy or mindset is um, like affiliate programs. If you said I have something that's an affiliate program, I'll be setting up like Source for Shift as an affiliate program. Um, then you are collaborating because it's a win win. Everybody wins. Um, and then there's other ways to do, you know, you might post simple stuff like I've, I've done some work with some amazing people recently and doing a testimonial for them and then they've done work with me and they're doing a testimonial for me so that is a collaboration that is a lifted, think of it yeah bartering think of it as um you know how are we supporting and lifting each other up how are we doing that those are the collaborative energies absolutely maybe somebody's written a book and they need someone to read it and review yeah. it that's a collaboration boom mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. So helping, like the, from the spirit of helping each other, I do love the, the bartering one, which is definitely gaining more, you know, has gained more momentum. In fact, where I live in Tacoma, Washington, they have a whole online bartering system where people can barter their services with other people and um, get points and use those points for other things that they want. It's pretty cool. Um, but it, that's such a great way to support another, right, in, um, in helping them use their own trade and also getting a chance to use yours. Mm -hmm. um, also, supporting, supporting someone's business, right, is another fantastic way to collaborate with them because believe it or not, that's what we're all doing. I mean, if we really step back and look at this when we're talking about being a consumer, whatever we are putting our dollars towards, we are collaborating with, we are supporting, we are extending the life of that business, um, helping it to expand or move forward. You know, wherever we kind of, wherever the money goes is what gets more expansion. Mm. Um, so that is a form of collaboration. Absolutely. Definitely. And that's, you know, keep in mind because sometimes people go, okay, well, what, um, you know, if I promote other people's stuff, you know, am I not, you know, am I losing by, you know, promoting it to other people, promoting to my network, these other people? And no, it's not because, again, coming back to collaboration, if you were to worry about that, then that's competition. Come back to collaboration right. because there's absolutely more than enough, absolutely more than enough. And I don't know anyone who doesn't work with multiple people or have multiple books on multiple things, sometimes in the same vein. Like how many people do we know that, they're learning manifesting, they're, they're actively doing all the stuff, they're working with us, they're working with Abraham Hicks or listening to their stuff. It's, 
you know, we, we learn things through immersion. It's very rare that we have a singular source of information. Absolutely. Absolutely. How many, I mean, I'm just thinking about this, like how many artists inspire me right now? And that's mm-hmm. another way we can collaborate is, you know, instead of fearing those who are in direct competition with you, be their cheerleader, mm. knowing how hard it is to do what you're doing, right? It's not, it's not easy work to be brave enough to put your work out there. Um, and some of, you know, the most inspiring people around art or, or jewelry are the people that, they're my direct competition, but they inspire me to, to find my focus, right? If, it, instead of worrying about, you know, someone is so using the word goddess, even if I resonate with it, okay, then what's, you know, what's my word or what's my focus? Or mm. if someone's all about black and white drawings, right? And that's really what they're passionate about. I like to do that too, but, you know, what could I be known for? Mm. Or if, how could I separate myself in a way that helps me stand out rather than, um, Makes you know, sense. trying to be better, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's an important point. I mean, we all, and that's where it comes back to knowing who you are at such a deep level and being so confident within yourself. And that's not an arrogant thing. It's just knowing that whatever you're bringing through, when you really follow that inspiration, whatever you're bringing through is unique. It is absolutely unique. So while Therese does a lot of different jewellery and other people are out there doing malas, they're not her malas. So when you're looking at the, the list of stuff, I like hers because she's got it infused with um, you know, energy. It's also got intuitive messages that come with it and it comes in the most beautiful packaging. I swear to God. It's well worth <laughs> it. So, but, there's, but it's little things, little things. So even, yes, malas. Yes, there's people coaching. Yes, there's people doing yeah, medicine. Yeah. But it, the way it comes through when you are really solid within yourself, it will come through with such an, a uniqueness that will be attractive to your tribe. Absolutely. And it really, it comes back to joy and love. Joy and love are the biggest difference because how many people paint with the color pink, but how many people paint with the color pink and you're like seeing it for the first time, right? Through their eyes. Mm. There's a big difference. And I mean, that little metaphor could kind of be just slapping on anything, change the words and see it that way, right? So someone could be talking about manifesting, but how many people are talking about it from the perspective that you bring. Mm-hmm. Um, making cakes. Oh my gosh. So lately <laughs> I've been running out of shows. Cakes. I know. Well, first of all, here's so this is a great uh, metaphor, but the, I've been watching uh, Netflix over here in the US released a show called Sugar Rush. It's not that great, but I'm addicted to watching it anyway. But every day, every episode, there's four different teams of people and they have new people all the time. And all of them are amazing at, at decorating, you know, making these incredible cakes. Um, and there's not one that I wouldn't want to see. Like as a, an observer, I want to see them all. Like do everybody, do your cake. I want to see it, right? So uh, I, we, we need to kind of keep that in, in the forefront of our minds whenever we're working on something. Somebody out there wants to see what you're making, what you're mm. making. Yes. Not what's been made, but what you're going to do. I like to think it like I know with you, Therese, when you do some of your amazing artwork, that you already, before you even finish the artwork, you already know that the person who is, whoever it's designed for, is already there waiting for that one to come out. We've seen a few instances where people have bought it going, oh my God, that was exactly what I wanted. 
So if we can trust that that's the case with anything that we make, that we are inspired to do it because the person who needs it, who's going to want it, is already there. It's just if we follow that, then we're giving that opportunity for that to happen. If we cut that off and go, no, I need to do what they're doing just in case because that seems to be working and it's not coming from uniquely you, it won't work. Right. Another thing I just dropped in as you said that is that collaboration, uh, sorry, competition rather, is very much about the, the, the mindset's about the finished product, the end point, where collaboration is very much about the present moment. It's about what's happening now and the connections that are being made and working together in the moment where the journey part is really what's focused on during a collaboration. And, and as we know, and the impact, absolutely, but as we know with the, when we're only focusing on the end point, like when you said that, it made me think about how I don't stress out anymore. I used to years and years ago. I don't stress out anymore when I make a painting and it sits there for a while. I just know that's part of its process. It's waiting for the right person. And I'd so much rather the right person have it mm. than just anybody. Yep. Um, and so I don't stress about it anymore because I've been surprised so many times now that it's, it's not worth it. But mm. also it makes me think that um, if I had a, a competitive mindset, every piece not sold would freak me out. Mm-hmm. I would be sitting here stressing out that I'm, you know, and it would take me down a rabbit hole of insecurity like we had talked about before that's just not worth it. Whereas, you know, when I think about collaboration, I'm in the present. And I'm like, man, what would I give to be able to work with so-and-so? Or, um, for example, there's an artist I have a total crush on. She makes the uh, Star Child Tarot deck mm-hmm. that I love. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to work with her so bad. And I don't know her you know, she doesn't know who I am, but I use her cards to, um, help decorate the, the Mm. malas that I, you know, I take photographs and that's how I collaborate with her. And I tell everybody that's the deck that, that they're looking at. And I link to it a lot. So I'm actually promoting her work all the time. She doesn't even know this. Um, but it's so, it's so present. Right. And I feel the gift right there. She did the work already. And I feel like I get I get a gift out of well, using it. Here's the thing about that, and we know this about manifesting, right? You're in gratitude. You're in yes, very much. gratitude rather than competition. And that's mm-hmm. magic right there. And she made the deck that I dreamed about. Like I was like, as an artist, this is the deck I want. And then I saw it. And I won't lie, at first my heart kind of broke slightly because I was like, it's oh. been time. It's been, and then I thought, you know what? There's just She's at a current level of skill that I haven't reached yet. There's no way I was going to produce that tomorrow. So rather than fight it, I embraced it. I was like, this is awesome. This is mm-hmm. the deck, right? And then I was like, now it's everywhere. It's all over my shop. It's all over my stuff because it, it really did connect with my soul. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that if we went into more appreciation for other people's work, just look at how much that appreciation can get you so much, right? So much more it fills your life more, right? Well, sometimes mm-hmm. we think it's, it's what we're making or, or what we're going to get directly right. from perhaps what we made that fills our life more. That's not necessarily true. No, the more joy and love and appreciation and gratitude we can feel in every moment of every day, the more that vibration just naturally attracts in things that match it. Gee, gosh darn it. Absolutely. And when we're in appreciation and gratitude of another, we are open to them 
and we are open to learn from them, right? And, and sometimes Jedi masters are not always these old people, <laughs> like old, wrinkly, green monsters. Mm. <laughs> There's no way. I couldn't finish that in a way that was elegant. So I didn't go <laughs> there was there. no way. El- it's not always Yoda. <laughs> There's no way. There's no elegant way to describe Yoda. It's <laughs> that needs to be a name somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Therese Tucker. Therese Tucker. That's one of my finest. Yeah. It's going on my business card now. <laughs> no, but <laughs> going trying to get trying to get the point back. The point being that it's not always who we think our mentors are. Not always going to be these people who've accomplished so much and are so high up the ladder from us. Mm. Sometimes it's the person directly next to you. Yeah. It can be quite the inspiration. Yep. Slightly different path or someone who's just ahead of you. I mean, we know a lot of people in, in the entrepreneurial space. I mean, I say it a lot to my, my students and clients is you only have to be a fourth grader to a third grader. You don't need to have a PhD to try and teach, you know, kindergarten level stuff. Okay. Just you're constantly kind of just a bit above whatever you've, learned the best way to really learn it is to teach it oh my god yes praise praise <laughs> to that one Hallelujah! To that. yes <laughs> so true so true nothing will make you a better than trying to teach it mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> for another day all right let's let's open it up to questions so if anyone's got any questions or you want to add some stuff to this conversation you're more than welcome we'll hang on here for another five or ten minutes to, uh, yes. So, got what have you got there? Yeah, um, Agnes is saying I learned uh, the lesson this week about collab that there are many, many forms, and that the key is to be very clear about your boundaries. This is a good one. Let's, yes. let's kind of add to that. Add to that, Rach. Boundaries in boundaries. collaboration. So you got to watch for again because there's still a lot of people who are in the competition mindset and all in for them. It's being um, consciously aware that that might be where they're coming from, that they're using collaboration as a way to move themselves forward rather than the bigger impact of raising other people and, and doing the bigger, big, bigger impact in the world. Um, so boundaries around that would be to be careful that you're not giving too much. So it should be a nice even balance and that everybody's participating in an, in an equalish fashion. Um, as soon as you get someone who's doing all the work, but yet the collaboration is supposed to be kind of 50%, then you know you need to either pull them up or go, you know what, this is actually not working and go look for a collaboration partner or partners that are far more aligned for you. Absolutely. And partnership, as Rich and I both know very well, it takes a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the communication isn't easy. It's not always the easy conversations. I love Rach to death and we enjoy each other's company immensely. But even every once in a while, we have to communicate what's going on and the boundaries, right? So collaboration sounds like it could be like unicorns, sparkles, and rainbows all the time. It's more about authenticity and honesty and truth, right? Like being in your truth and listening. It, folks, listening is so important, right? Yeah. And, and as Rach and I have worked together for years, we've also learned that Uh, And it takes time, but you have to make sure that when you're connecting together, that you're not trying to become codependent on Mm -hmm. one another, but rather, you know, here you are, here they are, and you're working together, right? And what does that mean? It's a, it's a new beast. I'll I'll tell you that, right? 
and sometimes it's a real dance. Like, you know, we are constantly changing and evolving. And one of the things that we do so well is we adapt. So, um, and we yes. both encourage and support the other person in only doing what is truly aligned and it's 1144, truly aligned and soul igniting. Like I don't want Therese to do something that I want to do just because I want us to do it and vice versa. So we will pull each other up to go, actually, no, is that connected? Like, is that aligned for you? Because if it's not, we're not doing it or you're not doing it and bringing us back to what it feels good, what is aligned. And then we find the, the crossover, the collaborative space within that yes. without needing the other person to do everything that we, we want them to do. And she, she nailed it right there. It's always the question that comes back to you is what feels good. And sometimes it can be hard to trust that, right? Like, so Rach is talking about that she is inspired by helping people move into thriving energy. And I support that and I love that. But what inspires me is learning how to trust, learning how to trust myself, trust the intuition. And you can see how beautifully those co-mingle together. But sometimes, right, they, there's different, mm. they separate, they go other ways. Like there's things that she's going to focus on that are going to um, bring her more fully into her soul focus and there's things that are, I'm going to focus on that are going to bring me deeper into that area too and so we do have to come back together again and again and understand that collaborations are about being adaptable and they are about really getting honest and saying wait am I doing this because it feels good or am I doing it because it feels safe <laughs> safe <a> one <sighs> anyway on that <laughs> <laughs> And we've got to constantly hold each other accountable to that because I, I love having our partnership because she does hold me accountable for when I slip into the background or go, oh, just, I'll just do this or I'll get distracted by shiny objects and vice versa when I know she's not putting herself out there. I'm like, right, let's do this thing. You're out. Done. Yes. Oh, my God. School for Spirit wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Rach going, you go. Go now. And you've got something else coming and I will tell you about that later. Me? Mm-hmm. Wait, me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just hearing this for the first time, everyone. So hold on, let me ask. Wait, me? Yeah, yeah, totally. I know exactly what you need to expand into next. Just saying. What? <laughs> See, this is where I would love to get the message first, but <laughs> sometimes the universe works like this. So, and that's another thing about collaboration, right? Is that if the universe, if you're not listening, trust me, somebody else is hearing the message. We block ourselves all the fucking time from receiving our divine guidance. That's where the trust thing, why it's important to me, because um, the universe is always trying to land its butterflies on you, right? It's trying to say this now, this now, now this, this Remember the path, Remember the map you made before you got here, turn right, <laughs> like turn right. And for whatever reason, we won't listen. Mm. We pull back. We, we edge away because either it's too good to be true, which is much of the time, or it's because we just can't, from where we are at mentally, cannot visualize how you would turn right at this moment, right? This is where other people come in. And they're like, no, I, you're going to go right. <laughs> you're like, um. This is why I, I, I truly believe that the biggest maybe joke of the universe or the biggest lesson, aha, or thing we're supposed to remember is that we did come here to remember that we're this one being and what that is, right? It's not what we think it is, but it is this 
divinely connected, intertwined matrixy thing (laughs) working together in collaboration. Maybe that's the big joke when we pass back into the non-physical is how we didn't see that. How did I not see that while I was in a physical body? It's so true because I can think about many what I would mark as tragedies or failures or whatever. But they have pushed me in a certain direction, which has led to where I needed to go. So when you think about it as this web of very highly intelligent, divinely orchestrated, um, you know, these events were absolutely put in my path to move me in this direction. It was all on purpose, even if I, as the human, can't see that. So all the good, all the bad, however you're going to judge it all, it's all perfect. There was this one, to kind of close it with, there was this one quote I saw like a couple months ago and it made it gave me shivers because I I never thought about it like that but the quote was something along the lines of stop wasting your time with regret how could it possibly have gone any other way but the way it went Mm. meaning that not so much that fate is happening to you but mostly that that was the even if the decision seemed like you made a bad choice and trust me Bad choices seem to be everywhere in our past, right? It was the perfect choice Mm. because it got you here, right? To this moment of awareness, to this, to this level of thinking, to, to this stage in the process. So I just, I love that, that thought that Mm. regret is useless because it was divine what happened. It was absolutely the other way. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so it's we trick ourselves into thinking that there were all of these options, and maybe and in the present there's options. I'm not saying that there isn't, but what has happened was like orchestrated, like music. I think it's a bit like you know the choose your own adventure. Like the story's yes. already written by a thousand different options, and you can pick any one of them. They're all fucking perfect. Absolutely. So yes. you can't get it wrong. You're just picking the different. You know, I'm going to go on this adventure this time. And and I think I love that, and I would add to it that eventually you get all the adventures oh totally right you get to have all of it you get the treasure you fall down the hole (laughs) you find the love of your life right you you win you fail you love you lose all of that cool stuff Mm -hmm. and and um it is like a a, for the soul um Mm -hmm. at the level where we are completely safe secure protected and nothing and no one can take that away it's like a game it's like mm-hmm. that book. It's like you reading the book going, yeah, wait, what if I go through the Aztec tomb, right? <laughs> All the goodies. Anyway, have we got any questions to answer before we wrap up for today? No, everyone's, everyone's getting it. They get it. I think they're just kind of in that zone. Um, what could, what's one thing we could maybe – I don't want to say challenge, but inspire people to think about today as they're, we're wrapping this up. Yeah. How could actually, you I don't find want to, collaboration? Yeah. I actually want to do a slight different challenge. I want to challenge people today, whether they're watching the recording or watching it live is to actively collaborate with people in some way, shape or form, whether it's coming up with a new project, whether it's just sharing some of their stuff, whether it's just um, reaching out and saying, here's a testimonial or how can I help you today? anything if you can get into the practice of collaboration even on the smallest level you're moving your vibration up considerably 
right? And and gratitude, true gratitude mm. is another great way to collaborate, right? Like, and Hosanna, she just said, love you, ladies. See? Oh, I love you too. Feel That's the warm. That's a form of collaboration right there. We love you back. Um, I love that idea. I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Go look for some opportunities to love on other people. Yeah, I like that. That feels good. Perfect. Feels good. So perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, relax. We got this. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Panures Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.